Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Thursday, May the 4th. And welcome to our commentary. I have a post over at the American Thinker today talking about China and this very active role that China is taking on the world stage. You know, for a while, we've been seeing their expansion, their military uh, expansion. They've been improving their Navy. They've been increasing their Navy, their jets and all of that. So we're, you know, we're completely aware of their military uh, expansion. But now China is really getting into the international economy. And you're seeing this, for example, Brazil and China deciding to do a trade deal using the Chinese currency. You're also seeing uh, China uh, taking the initiative and, and, and cutting deals with third world countries where they can get to, you know, they could tap into those natural resources and mineral resources that they have in Africa or in South America and so on. And China is out there expanding and growing. Uh, and I think what they're doing is they're getting themselves ready for the next, uh, I guess, what they believe is when they're going to be the, the number one superpower in the world. Now, part of the issue to here is the weakness being projected by the Biden administration. And I think this is giving the Chinese a sense of, hey, this is the moment uh, to make our move. And, of course, then that brings the whole question about Taiwan into into issue. You know, at what point will they decide to move into Taiwan? Uh, I don't know when that's going to happen because that's going to be a very complicated, complicated decision for them to go into Taiwan. It would have some very serious economic backlash around the world. But what cannot be denied is that China is positioning itself to be sometime in the next 20 or 30 years, the number one superpower in the world. Now, we can stop that if we started acting like a superpower. But unfortunately, you know, we're all kind of caught up in, in this uh, Biden administration where we're not projecting strength. We're projecting weakness. And uh, the Chinese are picking up on that. That's all I can say. So I believe, and I'll say it again, I think the topic of China is going to be central, a huge topic in the next presidential election. I, there's no doubt in my mind that China and foreign policy are going to be major topics in the next presidential election. And I, I just, I don't know what the Democrats are going to say. I think I know what Trump is going to say if he's the nominee. And I'm pretty sure I know what uh, DeSantis is going to say. They're going to be tough uh, in their approach to China. But the Democrats, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they almost seem, I mean, sometimes I get the impression that the Democrats do not want the United States to be a superpower, that they would rather have us, you know, be a second power or a third-rate power, and that we look a little bit like the Europeans, you know, more socialistic and so on. But what the Democrats fail to see is that the reason that the Europeans can be more socialistic or the Canadians can be more socialistic is because they're supported militarily or defended militarily by the United States. And that, you know, sometimes I don't think they see that or they see the importance to the world of having a strong United States. I think Trump sees it. I'm pretty sure DeSantis sees it if he's the nominee or they both see it if if they're part of the Republican team. But the, the, the Democrats don't see it. But the Chinese, 
bottom line, the Chinese can sense weakness, and they're sensing weakness uh, at the moment. Interesting uh, comments uh, from Robert Kennedy. You know, Robert Kennedy is uh, obviously Senator Robert Kennedy's uh, son, who is running for president on the Democrat side. And he has very interesting comments this week about what just happened in Texas, you know, where an illegal immigrant uh, killed a bunch of people in the family next door. And I thought Robert Kennedy really made a lot of sense in what he said this week. And I wish more Democrats were listening to what Robert Kennedy was saying about this. Robert Kennedy basically said, look, this guy was in the country illegally. We have to protect our country from criminals coming back in. And then he said, you can be pro-immigration and at the same time be in favor of controlling the border. You know, this is a message, of course, that uh, if Trump were to say something like that, he'd be called a racist. But this is a message that makes a lot of sense to me and to, to a lot of other people. You have to have a border. You cannot have this chaotic situation on the border. And by the way, this chaotic situation on the border is going to get a heck of a lot more chaotic over the next 10 days or so, because we're not ready for what, what, what's about to happen. And there are going to be thousands of people who've been waiting a long time to get into the United States. And that's going to be a real burden, a real burden on the, on the Border Patrol. And they've been burdened pretty bad as it is. I mean, we've, we've been pushing the Border Patrol beyond limits, you know, forcing them to work extra hours and under the kinds of pressure that uh, no Border Patrol should be working. But check out what uh, Robert Kennedy said about the border. And, you know, Robert Kennedy a week or so ago said something, too, about women and men competing in sports. And he said that men should not compete with women in sports, that women have come a long way from Title IX and, and all of that. That makes a lot of sense to me as well. So Robert Kennedy, in a weird sort of way, is sounding like the Democrats used to sound 20 years ago when they were in favor of, you know, a, a tough border enforcement, when they understood that men and women were different and had to compete differently in sports. Robert Kennedy is sounding like a, a Democrat from 20 or 30 years ago, and it's just fascinating to me that he's the one out there making sense. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be the candidate, probably is not going to be the candidate. But I think he would, in fact, make the debates very interesting. And whether they have debates or not on the Democrat side, I don't know, because you know they don't want to expose President Biden to a debate. That much I know. So he's not going to have any debates with any Democrats if they can have their way. But I think Robert Kennedy is making a lot of sense on the border and on this whole issue of men playing in women's, uh, in women's sports. We mentioned uh, a couple of nights ago when we had our video with George Rodriguez that there are two uh, potential Democrats right now who may be running against Senator Cruz. One is Representative uh, Allred. He's from the Dallas area. And he's a federal representative from the House of Representatives in Washington. And then the other one is a state senator, a Texas state senator, uh, Gutierrez, Roland Gutierrez, who happens to be from the Uvalde uh, district down in, in South Texas. And both of these men, Gutierrez has not formally announced, although there's a lot of talk that he's running. Allred uh, apparently is running because uh, I'm hearing that he's already talking like he's running. Both of these men, are interesting. I mean, they're they're both telegenic people and and so on. But Representative Allred, 
has a record that it's just identical to Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this this is a, a very liberal, at least in the way he votes. Now, he presents himself as a moderate, but he's actually a very liberal uh, representative. Now, Gutierrez uh, is also a liberal, but he has not been as, as outspoken, you might say, or it's going to be a lot more difficult to, to, to make him look like a liberal than it would be Aldrich. So we'll see how this shakes out. Uh, both of these men are going to have to go to a primary, I assume, and we'll see what uh, happens out of this debate. But my guess is that Gutierrez is going to try to say, look, I can win in Texas and Allred cannot win in Texas. Now, my opinion is that they're both long shots against Senator Cruz. Both of them are long shots. But, uh, you know, we'll be hearing a lot more from them and we'll see what happens in the primary, which uh, is going to be in March 20 of 2023. A couple of quick things uh, from the news. I guess King Charles is going to have his coronation, I guess, this weekend or or very soon. I'm frankly not interested in it whatsoever. I mean, I, I have nothing against the monarchy in the UK, but this is not the kind of thing that gets me excited. I wish the king a long life and a very nice coronation, and many people are going to tune in to see the pageantry. That's, uh, that's okay with me. But I, as far as I'm concerned, I honestly have no interest uh, whatsoever in it. Bud Light is taking a bath from that decision to, to, you know, to do that commercial with the transgender. They are taking a bath. I mean, it's really, really bad at Budweiser. And I just hope, uh, you know, I just hope that uh, companies learn their lesson. You've got to know who your customers are. And using a man who pretends to be a woman as the face of your beer commercials, I don't think that was well I mean, I don't think that was very smart. And you're seeing in the reaction of the customers to that. Another organization that's showing a lot of common sense is the U.S. Navy. You know, we've been talking about the recruiting problems that the Navy's having. So what are they going to do to improve recruiting? They're going to be doing drag queens or they're going to do drag shows. I mean, who in the world is giving these people advice? Well, obviously not someone who loves the military, I'll put it uh, put it that way. Well, just a couple of things on this day in history. 1970, the Kent State uh, killings or shootings, and that was up in Kent State University in Ohio where there had been a demonstration against the war in Vietnam, and unfortunately, uh, a couple of National Guard soldiers shot and killed some students. It was a huge, uh, it was just a terrible weekend, I'll just put it that way, not just for the students, but for the country, and uh, that happened on this day in 1970. And on this day in 1979, Margaret Thatcher became the prime minister of the UK. Uh, she became, of course, the first woman prime minister of the UK, had a lot of success as prime minister. She was prime minister till 1990. I don't think that she was prime minister for the whole time. I think she went in and out uh, perhaps one time, but a great woman, a woman who could speak her mind and came up with that great line. I don't know if it was her original line, original line, but many people have quoted her, where she said, socialism works as long as you can spend other people's money, but eventually you're going to run out of their money. And that's exactly right. That's what they're learning in California. That's what they're learning in New York. And that's why they're learning what they're learning in Illinois. So Margaret Thatcher, who passed away, I believe, a few years ago, just uh, the Iron Lady, they used to call her. She was just a great leader. Uh, one, I, I think perhaps the most successful female uh, leader of the 20th century, maybe with the exception of Golda Meir, uh, Prime Minister of Israel. 
Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.